It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. to Monday's edition of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast. We're back in Glasgow with me, Craig Anderson, and Graham Phillips. Hello, how are we doing? I, I, I don't know why I was like, stopped here as if you were going to say your own, say your own name as if we were like, fucking Ant and Deck or something. <laughs> well, it's um, not like we can't, um, maybe we could be, I mean at this point we could actually be Ant and Deck given that it's just Ant or Deck now. Yeah, um, so, I yeah. can't even remember what one said, been, no. been on the... One of them just loves cans though, so... Uh, yeah, just the two of us uh, today, we're going to run over the weekend uh, Scottish football action. This, I have to say, um, and I, I was thinking about this after watching Juventus-Napoli last night, actually, but it's really the best time in the season. It's the time where everything's going on, um, and so we are going to try and pass that excitement on to you, the listener, with today's podcast. Um, and we're going to start where the biggest piece of excitement was planned to be at the weekend, but wasn't, and that was the... Uh, game at Easter Road where Celtic had the opportunity to win the league and they didn't and they didn't it also gave them uh, their opportunity to wear last year's away kit after uh, registering three kits this year all of which are green so they got to wear their, their, their away kit from last year For so everyone that's uh, invested on classic football shirts over the past couple of weeks um, on the pink kit on the basis that they might win the league, I feel sorry for you lads, I really do, because it would have been a, it would have been a good investment to make it a time ahead of time. But we've now missed that boat. But it's like, what, what, what's the purpose of an away kit? It's a change kit that was initially the purpose. How can you possibly end up? Okay, maybe you, maybe you have a green away kit and they're quite different, but then you're like, all right, a third kit, a third yeah. kit. Right, let's make that a different yeah. colour. 
Nah, let's go. Let's go for green again. We need another third. We need a, a third uh, kit which is also green because our other two kits are just not green not enough. Green enough. Yeah. Um, but anyway, aside from that, it was another team in green who who um, stole the show. Um, thoroughly dominant uh, yeah. performance from Hibs and really deserving of um, of the, the three points and of the setting up the old firm showdown that the league wanted to avoid. Exactly, it's it's, it's something that everyone worked so everyone at the league worked so hard to to try and avoid as a as a potential fixture. But uh, now that Celtic are now uh, lying down to Hibs as well, yeah. um, then absolutely. And, and just to touch on that point, um, I I will just prefer an opinion. I won't ask you the question, um, but it may actually not be the worst thing because if it goes ahead next Sunday and it goes without a hitch, it's going to really it should really kill off yeah. the majority of that argument, and yeah. then it might be that in the future they don't even give two thoughts to doing this again. We'll I, and see. I would I, I would I would agree with that to, to a large extent as well, and that as you as you rightly highlighted, the, the league's been decided with that fixture previously, and nothing happened. No. And similarly, cup games are decided in that yeah, fashion. Yeah, the semi-final last weekend. Yeah. Right? I mean that that was every bit as. Imp- I mean, more important now was because even if Celtic lose next week, they're still going to win the league. It's yeah. not like. Uh, Do you know what popped into my head the other day? Like, what? Like, would it be the greatest or the biggest league collapse of all time if Celtic just went through the top six and just did not lose, I mean, did I, not win another game? I mean, game? the thing is, all all. F- well, I was going to say all five of those teams. Four of those other five teams are more than capable of beating them. Yeah. Um, but Aberdeen would let the side down regardless. Um, <laughs> I just wonder where that gag was going. <laughs> any of them, any of them, any of them yeah. was absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, so Hibs um, was just kind of the first kind of notable thing was that Danny Swanson still exists. He's yes. still a thing, and he actually had a very good game. He did. Uh, uh, Scott Allen obviously missing through um, ineligibility. Yeah, it's kind of a funny one in that between Allen and Swanson, maybe you've like just just play one for like sixty minutes now and the other one for half an hour. It doesn't matter which way around. Just put how whoever feels better on the morning, you can do that because I mean, Allen's a better player than Swanson. I don't think there's any great doubt about it. But it did highlight that there is now that we're like what four games of the season left. Maybe there is actually a place for Swanson in this in this Hibs team, and it's it's nice that. I mean, I, I, I've I've spoken at length about how impressed I've been at, at Hibs and, and Neil Lennon and what he's done at Hibs, but it's nice that he's now after rebuilding his team, gone. Actually, Swanson, you're perfect. I mean, you just go and sit in that hole and you'll play that role, which but we know in, you can do. It was interesting. I thought the um, the analysis on sports scene in this game was was tremendous. Probably yeah. the best kind of job I've seen them do of a particular game. But it was funny that they were showing Swanson time and again pressing and being yeah. one that pressed Scott Brown and that's really not what you think of as Danny Swanson is his game it's not no but it's one of those things um, there was an interview with uh, Stubbs I think was talking about uh, McGeoch and he was talking about how much of a difference it had made to McGeoch in terms of conditioning at Hibs and now as as we say Swanson's not played a huge amount this year so you would imagine he would go down exactly the same route as McGeoch has in case of a guy that's a nice footballer but perhaps doesn't really have the, the fitness either in terms of like muscle strength, or just doing it week in week out, and or just basic cardiovascular fitness, he needs to raise his level. So either way, um, giving him that opportunity, I say maybe Swanson's had about three or four last chances. You mm. would think at various clubs, I don't mean it's a last chance that he's not going to make it, but he's been in this position three or four times, and really it's, it seems like it's very much down to him at this point to say mm. like I can. I have a place within this squad, and certainly from from his showing on Saturday Saturday afternoon, it was very much like there is a place for him there. 
Um, but of course, uh, the main pod is, I think, from Hibs again, as it has been over basically the entirety of this run as the front two. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the way the pair of them wink up has just made such a difference to that team. Yeah, it's a funny one, again, because every time I look at Cam Berry, um, I sort of look at him and from time to time he looks a bit like he's slowing the game down. And then it's kind of deceptive because he's not he, he is just finding it he's, he's very good at finding just that half yard of space by stopping mm. and it's something I remember sort of seeing that was a bit of match of the day analysis years and years ago just highlighting players that were very good at it and it's always sort of stuck with me in terms of players that because he's not moving doesn't mean that he's lazy or because he's slowing the game down he is I mean he stops takes a has a look around and then just picks the perfect pass and that was that was exactly where the, sort of the second goal came from as well but the first one as well um, with the pressing from and just, Camberry just took a touch and found it there. but was, you saw various times in the highlights of Camberry just slowing things down doing a smart thing as opposed to just lashing at it like perhaps something like Boyle might do so it gives him it gives him another option and, and I think for McLaren um, he's obviously got an eye in the World Cup coming up yeah. um, Australia I've had the misfortune of watching a few times and the thing that they really really lack is a striker yeah. they, they, back to front middle to front sorry back to middle they're not too bad they're, they're going to be they're going to get jump uh, three yeah. times in the World Cup I think but um, it's, a, it's a striker that's a real issue and, and in the times that I watched them I, I swear they must have tried about six different players at centre from McLaren being one of them yeah. um, and then right while I was still at Brisbane and then he's, he's went to Germany and um, he's seen Darmstadt as a thinker on the, on the verge of getting relegated to the third tier so there might well be that Hibs have a wee An opportunity, opportunity yeah. to, to come in and buy him in the summer if they want to um, but he, he looks like a guy who's really up for it and yeah. really trying to prove a point and make sure he does get, get picked He does also appear to be visiting the same barber as Mikael Lustig which is kind of freaking me out a little bit because they've got the same facial hair nonetheless Um Apart from that, uh, for Hibs, I mean, I think you look at the whole team. There wasn't there wasn't really a failure across across the eleven. No, Hanlon again having another tremendous game at the back. Um, the the midfield as it was. I mean, Bartley came in yeah. um, and was strong. I say there wasn't a failure. Stephen Whitaker was probably still the weakest <laughs> link. I don't think he was too bad, but uh, yeah, he, he, and he yeah. was playing in a somewhat unfamiliar position yeah. as well. But he was. Um, He's the one that you looked at and you thought if Celtic are going to get something, it's probably going to be off him. But um, it's, it's, I mean, it was something which, um, which I think it was Rob was highlighting, and I can't remember if it was a conversation or on the podcast, but highlighting in terms of there is an opportunity to get a Celtic, and it's there are now. He was saying highlighting that there are now domestic examples of it, and again, Hibs played it absolutely. It was either I was there, or I think it was on the podcast. Yeah. I think I remember hearing that. Um, but it was it's and Hibs played that absolutely perfectly. At, at this point, you know what you need to do, um, which is you need to go and press Celtic high. You need to cut out cut off the the options of the the wide players, um, so that Gordon then has to try and chip it out to somebody, and it's it's not what he wants to do. You yeah. press high in the centre halves, and then either. Henry or I or one of the three of them has to take a chance and try and run it out, which is fine. I mean, we saw that from uh, from each of them at one point or another in the game that they can do it mm-hmm. and they're capable of it. But it's a very risky thing to do because yeah. it leaves such a hole at the back. So, and if you're playing percentages, which I suppose in that system or against that system you are, um, you've absolutely got to take that chance. Well, yeah, and it's got to be it's got to be perfect every time. But yeah. it was, and and they've been doing that consistently. Um, and hips are. On, on form look like they might be the team that ends up taking second but I've, it's really, I've, it's really I've been banging that drum for weeks I'm really impossible to. to pick between the three for Celtic it, it was strange for me because that that's the first time I can remember 
where Celtic have gone into a game um, like to win the title and not done it since I think the, the Scott McDonald one yeah. um, at Fur Park um, if I remember correctly every other time they've had the chance to win the title they've on, done it yeah, on a day they've, um, they've, done it. they've done it at Robbie Park a couple of times and um, yeah. you expect them to just go out and um, you know rattle Rattle goes past Hibs, even Hibs, even it seemed as good yeah. as Hibs. Last week they went and they went and stuck four past Rangers, could have been more. Um, so the, their confidence is high. Okay, they, they weren't at full strength. Dembele was out. Um, I've written down Griffiths here. He got a wee bit of criticism for his performance, but I, I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he he set up a lot of chances. There was one for um, where he laid it off to Rogic, yeah. um, and it was just a lovely weighted pass. And there was a few times where. He did that, but the one the one thing he doesn't offer that Dembele would have is yeah, the physicality yeah. of it that he, he can't really do it. He kind of on that note as well. It's a, the last twenty minutes of every game this season. In case of here's Paddy Roberts. Mm. At this point, what are you for? And again, this is it, it always feels a bit daft offering any criticism of Celtic because they're going to win the league. They're probably going to win a treble. So offering criticism seems a bit daft and futile. But again, when you've Roberts is now in the position that maybe like Forrest was when Roberts arrived, mm. arrived initially in terms of do you like who, what do we stick with here do we stick with the guy that's going to be here for a longer period of time um, or do we stick with the guy that's that's, that's here right now so and you look at Masonda again who's just vanished and yeah. I, I don't know somebody may uh, Celtic fans may know more than I do about it but when you've got Roberts for the next three months um, or the next two months or month whatever um, and you've got Masonda for the next sort of year yeah then it seems daft to continue to chuck Roberts in there on the basis yeah. that, oh well, he might do something, he might have a nice touch or something. I think, just... I think for Roberts, they either had, last time they either had to sign him permanently or yeah. forget about him. This idea of that, that's two, sort of two and a half years he's been on loan at Celtic, I think now, that's not yeah. reasonable for a player to, to be. And I think he's regressed because he's kind of, he's in a bit of limbo, he's in a bit of uncertainty. Yeah. Had they, and I, I advocated for him doing it um, last year, had they spent the seven, eight million quid that it might have been necessary for him to spend on the summer on him, I think they would have been getting a lot more out of them this yeah. season just because he's, his confidence would be different. Um, I think he's kind of in between things and, and there's not much for him. Although I have to say um, for Celtic, I think there was, there was one player who stood out um, as a beacon of dreadfulness on uh, on Saturday not for the first time it was uh, Dedrick Boyata yes both goals um, I think you could you could point at him more than anyone um, the first goal he's uh, he just sleeps at the back post um, I mean there were other mistakes and yeah it, it, there's, a whole, there's a whole series of mistakes that lead to that Gordon's as well a bad kick yeah. um, someone who is it um, was it Hendry got pressed up yeah. um, the, then, the way the way that um, I think Stevenson comes flying mm-hmm. through just in case of I'm putting my face there because if I put my face there then I'll win it it's the only way in which I can do it I'm going to be brave and I get that as I'm sure I said before the the whole premise of playing that way is that you have to be brave yeah. and you saw it from Stevenson as well and it's, if you look at the graphic it's a case of there are six Celtic players in their own half there's six Hibs players yeah. in the Celtic half as well you're going properly man for man so you're trusting that everybody in your team will win and it's it's such a risky way to play. It was magic. It was yeah, thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly entertaining, thoroughly enjoyable to do. And Hibs got think, everything deserved from it. Last season, though, if they tried that, they probably Celtic were just sharper and would have yeah. been more likely to pick them off. Celtic have been consistently 
able to be got at this year yep. but I had to sum that up he, he falls asleep but both lets McLaren in yep. and then for that second goal it's such a it's a lazy leg is fucking lazy moment um, again <laughs> for him that cross he can't he can't block yeah. it he, tries, he makes no real effort to block yeah. it coming in again there are other there are other players that there fall, are other mistakes that are again uh, much, much the same as the as winning the ball for the, the first goal Slavka again just throwing himself <laughs> at it okay, so like, all need, it's such a it's such a smashing ball he's going to be one of these guys Slavka his impact in Scottish football literally results in winners against Rangers and Celtic <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was, he's one of the, the start of the season. You looked at him, you're going to be a big player. Mm. Apparently not. Um, but yeah, it was, still, it, was a, it was such a wonderful. It was Cam Berry that crossed it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Such a wonderful. Again, one as I said, it just sort of slowed the game down. Took one look, spotted the run, and dropped it right in a space. Right in a space was a case. Of all he needs to do is put something on it, which is. I mean, what he put on it, I'm not entirely sure. I'm gonna throw myself in front of this defender. I'll get there and I'll score. Um, and a bit, I think, finally, about to rather a bit more more credit. I know he's had a lot recently, but credit for Neil Lennon <laughs> in terms of. Uh, I I wasn't convinced by him at all as Celtic manager. I felt like he kind of he was more he was more Ronnie Dyler than Brendan Rodgers in terms yeah. of what he achieved. Um, he kind of bumbled his way through it a little bit, and then he goes down to Bolton, and it goes very badly. I mean, it was a basket case. There was yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. going on there. And they came back up to Hibs and as we said, that first division season, they were they were mediocre. Uh, yeah. And so you're not really knowing what to expect from this season, but... It was, and again, I was, I'd hold my hands up and highlight that I was entirely wrong. And that when he, at the end of the last season, he said, we're going to go and be the second best team in Scotland. And I laughed. I'm fairly sure if you go through my Twitter, you can find stuff and dig me out. That's, mm. that's almost certainly there, highlighting that I thought this was a ridiculous thing to say. mistake. However, make no... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely wrong. Um, I'm quite happy to hold hands up on that. And just I, every time I see Hibs, I think they're absolutely magic. Um, yeah. They're exciting to watch. They're fun to watch, and but, but also tactically very yeah. good. It's not just a case of kind of some sort of you know fun team we, that are yeah. just you know winning games five four. They're still keeping clean sheets and yeah. doing it while still being. And the, the only way, as we said, it's a risky system. It's a, the only way you can play against Celtic is if you take the chances that are given to you. And if you're brave and you get yourself forward, and that is based on a reliance of saying, look, we trust our centre halves as well. Because if the if the press is broken, as it was a couple of times we saw that Hanlon was there and Stevenson as well. Every time, like Stevenson just had one. He's one of these guys that from time to time just has a game where he is everywhere. Yeah. And Saturday was very much there's Lewis Stevenson making tackles there he is, uh, winning headers there he is, making the crosses there he is, passing. Like, Playing the ball, every bit of his game was absolutely magic. I thought it was a terrific game yeah. on Saturday as well. Um, a less terrific game um, was the, the TV game on Sunday, yes. where uh, Rangers beat Hearts 2-1, and it was really a meek performance by Hearts. I think the biggest disappointment for both sets of fans was that the Royal Baby was born today, and they didn't <laughs> have the opportunity to celebrate together. Um, so instead, uh, instead it's going to be... Um, Minutes of applause at Celtic Park next week, no doubt, from the Rangers fans and more more uh, pathetic banners. Um, Rangers two, Hearts one. Let's talk about the game. Just before we got into the game, Hearts is the only stadium in the country, I have, or the only place in the world, I've actually ever ever seen a Union Jack flag with uh, Will and Kate on it as well. And it was just after their wedding. we went we we went and played there just after our wedding, and there was a guy at the front of what is now the demolished main stand. Just waving his, his wills and Kate Union Jack towards the mother of support, and I honestly I could not. It was one of those moments where, like, you know, what? I'm really happy in life. Just everything in my life at this moment is absolutely perfect. Whether we win, lose, or draw, I've had a good day. 
because I've seen this human being. Um, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Completely. But I mean, uh, if we're, we're, we're more here for the nonsense than the football, yeah. right? Um, yeah, but I was just so disappointed with Hearts. It wasn't at all unexpected, but no. Rangers were as fragile as you could hope for in terms of going into the game. They are to be got at. And yet Hearts went out and for 45 minutes did nothing. They didn't press them, they went physical, they didn't they didn't look like they had any ambition. That was a game where had Hearts turned up, got in their faces and scored early on, they could have won 5-0. The place could have went into revolt and they could have taken... You know, like, a bit like the game at Celtic Park, yeah. but sorry, again, Celtic at Tencastle, it could have been kind of, you know, yeah. putting Rangers to a pack of dogs to them, but... Well, you could have, that could have been true, but that is possibly, Hearts team is just about the most one-paced football team. Yeah, yeah, and time. they've got no, um, no ambition away from home, never. No. Um, I mean, there's a, they're, they're sitting sixth on the table and it's entirely based on their incredible form at Tincastle. Um, yeah. Away from home, you're getting nothing out of them. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, there are a few teams this year which I think will look back in terms of this is actually a, like a properly missed opportunity, yeah. and obviously Hearts historically have always been good at home. Yeah, um, that's as long, and Hearts have always been bad away from home. This has been this has been true for as long as I can remember yeah, yeah. watching football. Um, but it's just like it only, even if you turn half of those around. Then your season turns from being what it is into something well, they've been pushing for second. Like yeah. the, the way they've been playing at Tynecastles. Um... Yeah, it's a case of we have such a you have such a solid base to go and play for. Them. And again, as you say, it's a, it's great results at Tynecastle. It's not exciting. It's not great to watch. But at the same time, it's a result. But so it's, who it's, cares? It's exciting for Hearts a lot of the time, which is the way that they. The, the way that they've been playing at home yeah. it's, you think of that Celtic game there have been others like that at home yeah. it's the way Hearts expect their team to play and, and it's a it's a style of football that you know maybe that I think if Hibs played like that their fans would behave differently do you know yeah. what I mean it's just a, two different expectations yeah. of the kind of natural styles of Hearts and Hibs and they're both somewhat living up to them this season but the difference with Hearts compared to teams of past is as you mentioned the pace and that's yeah. why um, Amanqua was in yeah. from the start but sadly he, he was just Dreadful. I've I've not seen anything from him at any point, which makes me think you know he might be he might be something. And again on on the same point, a micro was in and Adal wasn't. And yeah. It was the it was the Thistle game. He basically just ran the midfield yeah. on his own, just left over. Don't worry, lads. I've got it. Steamed around the park, winning things. And again, like you're saying, in terms of going out in Ibrox and a, a what is a, a fairly mutinous Ibrox as it is anyway. And then you stick a stick a Darwin in that midfield and let him go about throwing bodies around because he'll control that midfield on his own because there's nobody else in that there's nobody in that Rangers midfield. The Rangers can, midfield have been kind of been going on about it being soft, which is yeah. why like Jobbers, no marks like Andy Halliday get anywhere near it. It's yeah. just because he kind of has some pretense of being a hard man. Yeah. Um, but you look at that that Rangers team and that's where they could be got at because where Rangers are strong and they showed it yesterday is in the wide area. Yeah. Murphy and Candia is probably the two best players on the park. Um, Consistently good for them this yeah. season. I, I, every time I see against, every time well, I see nothing in a mic. Well, every time I see Candy, I, say, I can't, I can't feel to be impressed by him. He's one of those guys which, who seems to crop up very regularly in the XG and exercise yeah, yeah. and things and bits and pieces like that. But as as being a, a very important player for Rangers, but on top of that as well, just I like watching him. He's a smashing player to watch. He's very, very um, entertaining. Yeah, and, he, and he's. I mean, you saw he. Um, he popped up with the goal, but he, his general play, his crossing is, is superb generally. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, he's just one of those he can beat a man, he can go both ways. There's just a lot to him, and Murphy's exactly the same. Murphy's, um, 
we kind of knew more of yeah. Murphy obviously yeah, yeah. From, from his time at Motherwell um, of what he could do and, but you wondered when he came up you know at the age of kind of late 20s now if he was going to be able to still yeah. possess that pace but he's, he's very quick he's very sharp and he probably yeah I would say definitely in terms of the guys he brought in in January has been the one that's, that's mm-hmm. stood out the most and the one that they've been most desperate to, to actually sign up permanently yeah uh, all in all, I found I mean I found the game broadly just a bit odd more mm. than anything else, and that Rangers should comfortably have scored more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rangers, I mean, the, the first half was. I think I think I'm being too unkind to say it was broadly a non-event. It was just a case. Of, the second half was the second half things improved dramatically, and when Rangers were on top, and it was something that we said a few times as well in terms of like when Rangers are in full flow they are a good team they're a good team they're a good team to watch and they're a good and a difficult team to defend against and we saw that in both the goals um, Cummings first of all yep um, which it's a great finish is what you expect from him exactly what you expected from him which was then coupled up with also kind of what you expect from Jason Cummings which is missing a one on one yeah yeah and Cummings I think is um, just, just to talk about him He's obviously not had the best of times since he went there. He's, no. He scored some goals. He got a hat-trick against Falkirk in the Cup and he scored a few in the league. But he's struggled to really keep Morelos out of the team. But I do wonder now, I think he might keep his place for um, for Celtic Park next week. He's got the goal. Yeah. Morelos has been, been pulled out of form. And, and something I, I kind of noticed yesterday, I thought Morelos, when he came on, was yeah, very, much not, well. very much not a team player when he came on. Yeah. Every time he got the ball, um, anywhere near goal, and I think the, the perfect example is one when he went round McLaughlin and got yeah. a tight angle, and then proceeded to shoot when it was fairly obvious he was never going to score because Christoph, I think it was better or Suter, was yeah. on the line, um, and he had a pass on for Holt. Um, there was a couple of times where he, he took up half a decent position and then when he didn't get the pass, even though the player played a, a pretty good pass, I think it was Murphy, mm-hmm. um, he kind of flung his hands up in the air, kind of in frustration. He did that a couple of times. And it, it just looked like his attitude wasn't right. And I think that could be said for a few of the Rangers players, certainly, that they're, they're certainly still living with the, the kind of carry-on of last week. The ghost of Christmas yeah, past. the thing of, uh, of Blank and Murphy. Um, it was always a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's, I mean, it happened with Miller and Herrera earlier in the it season. It also happened, so the flip side happened at Aki's when Kante scored and he ran directly to... Um, why, is it, why have I completely forgotten uh, Rangers old manager's name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Pedro Caixinha. Oh, yeah, sorry, and he ran directly to Caixinha. Um, I was going to say Kante, so I was like, that's his that's name. That's his name. Absolutely. Um, and he, it's, it just, it's a, weird, it's a whole collection of weirdness. Yeah, some odd stuff going on there, but I think for, for Hearts, I mean, their season, I mean, okay, they, they didn't really have much ambition. They literally existed of trying to catch Kelly for fifth, which yeah. meant nothing. Um, yeah, do you want to think, yeah. that's basically not even going to happen. I am enjoying their, their other ambition, which appears to be see how many right-backs you can play in one football team. Uh, so three yeah but we'll, we'll keep an eye on that before three, we, three on Sunday see if we can get to more than that um, to, um, and then yeah. sorry Candias' header which was smashing yeah, yeah. Crack, cracking cross smashing header thoroughly enjoyable yeah um, only topped by uh, in terms of big bastard header, headers or big bastard collisions with Christoph Berra as well yeah. Um, and yeah, that was. I mean, he's not actually scored all that many goals, which he's is second uh, surprising since yeah. he's come back. And then that kind of set up a wee, gave Hearts a wee bit of a sniff towards the end. They laughed hit the post. Yeah. It was one of those that hit the post, but it was never actually going in. Yeah, it was. Like I say, it was. I thought. Like I thought it was a strange game because Rangers should have scored more and should have run up, run up the score and won it, walked away comfortably. But then at the end, they were full kind of fortunate and the Hearts oh. were just a bit profitable there was, there, was, there was like that weird one where um, the long ball came forward and Naismith flicked the ball on and Lafferty was offside but 
Hearts had more men there, yeah. Rangers, and it's like, how can you be two on up and defend like that? And it, is, it happens quite often, and it, it confuses me. Like you're you're winning, yeah. Make sure you're at least marking everyone. Yeah. And, um, I, and like you say, it's just it's a fragile and sort of brittle Rangers at the moment. It's it really, it, as you say, well, Hearts don't have a huge amount to play for. It does feel like a bit of a, in, a, in a collection of missed opportunities for Hearts this yeah, season once again. Um, Talking of missed opportunities, Aberdeen might think they've missed an opportunity to win the league this season because they have been widely criticised as not being very good and yet still find themselves level with Rangers. Yep. Only 10 points behind Celtic, having taken precisely zero points from their matches against both of those sides. Yep. Um, and the only team they seem to be able to consistently beat is uh, Steve, Steve Clark's Kilmarnock, who have lost three kind of lost three league games since the end of October all of all them from, against <laughs> Aberdeen um, and, and been put out of the cup by them yes. in the same period um, I, I can't decide whether to count that as a defeat or a draw because it was penalties but that's the only other team that Ult- ultimately, um, ultimately a draw um, but anyway, it's, uh, ultimately a, ultimately a defeat. defeat sorry but it's still um, yeah. and, and it was a it was a game where Aberdeen I think did, did deserve to win um, yeah I think the injuries finally catching up with Kelly a little bit. There were a, a massive list of players missing. Yeah. McDonald was out. Um, the who, was, who else was missing? Um, um, Malumu, Mackenzie, well. yeah. Jones, uh, someone else. But I can't remember to it at the, at the moment. But it was a, a real kind of um, Broadfoot. No, Broadfoot was playing, but um, yeah, it was just a real kind of um, sense that we'd been kind of fighting on quite well with missing one or two players yeah, yeah, gradually as it just went over and over and over you start to kind of think at some point it's all <laughs> going to go you're starting to bring Scott Boyd in at centre half you're having to move Taylor kind of and central and, yeah. yeah and it was all kind of getting a bit where you're like now eventually this is going to go but Aberdeen um, Aberdeen had their own issues they had players, um, players not available as well but ultimately a really good performance for them and again the one thing we've said about them all season is they're very resilient they take knocks and they come back see this is this is, this is one of my main questions about the about the Aberdeen team in terms of like why at this point it's again Aberdeen again to come back to missed opportunities Aberdeen are a team which seems to sort of lock the stable door after the horse is bolted eh um, so it's a case of like well you you went to the, the, the Scottish Cup semi-final and you know the team that Motherwell are going to put out because it's the same team that they always put out and they're going to run about and chase you around the field. Um, so you put out a fairly lightweight team. Yeah. And it's it just seems mad that you end up with a, a much sort of stronger and tougher looking team a week later. And I understand that with Logan and, and Shinny coming back in it gives you a few more options in there as well. Um, but it just seems like a daft thing to do. The season's... Your biggest game of the season is now gone. Yeah, you had the opportunity to go and win it with a big tough team like you did earlier in the season against Motherwell, and you went and made it a battle. And again, a week after, once again, you've you're having to deal with it then. Yeah, and it, it was um, the the one the one, that won't be a disappointment for Aberdeen. The one the one kind of bright spark again with with someone who I believe was missing last week, uh, Kenny McLean. Yeah, um, I was I'm sure he was missing, but I was a double double yeah, doubt yep. myself. Uh, Kenny McLean since he's gone on loan, I was, I've got I've, he's got six goals. I've got him. He's the he's the, he was the signing of the January yeah, transfer window. Um, yeah, it was. A, I mean, a good hit um, from distance. Obviously, Leo Fasan will probably not enjoy watching him no. back, but he's your second. He's a second choice goalkeeper for a reason. Um, this is something I was going to ask as well. Is Leo Fasan bad? 
I can't decide because I was saying I was saying last week I wasn't at the Aki's game and I, and I saw his name on the team sheet yeah. and I was saying I had a bit of the fear despite having never seen the guy play just because his entire career history suggests not very good. Yeah. However, and it was a blunder for that for that goal. However, oh, it, was a, it was a sensationally a, sensationally funny blunder. But he had an astonishing save in the first half. Yeah. And, and there were some moments where you're like, you know, not I can kind of see why at some point somebody yeah, said you're um, going to be a goalkeeper. But, but I mean, I think I think you can certainly see what Jamie McDonald's brought to Kelly, and he certainly, I say certainly wouldn't play that goal. And um, is that not what McDonald <laughs> does against Aberdeen? Yeah. Just let things sail past him for about forty years. Um, but no, I was um, I couldn't I couldn't decide him for San, um, and he's probably one that will not be there long term. It seemed very much like a stopgap, but, yeah, but it we was need a body, it, yeah. it was a challenge of um, of Cammy Bell um, leaving. Yeah, had Cammy Bell been there to come into the team, he'd have been a bit much a bit more. We saw what he did when he came into the Hibs. Yeah, yeah, he, absolutely. He was very competent, um, and we obviously let him go to kind of free up funds elsewhere, and we brought in a, a sort of less. Experienced goalkeeper, and, yeah. and you, I mean, so it's a trade off. You don't expect yeah. McDonald. McDonald had barely missed a game um, through through choice. He'd been, he'd been dropped for Woodman yeah, last yeah. season, but uh, these things happen. Um, yeah, but for Aberdeen, it was a, it was a case of um, their attacking players turning up now that they hadn't. Christie yeah. was live there. He was getting involved a lot as he as he likes to do as well. Yeah. Um, Mackay Stephen when he came on looked really again again looked really sharp um, as he as he has done and even yeah. even Rooney was um, showed up fairly well yeah and um, what did you make of the second goal the free kick um I kind of feel again I feel a bit for Fasan as well because it's it's not like he's batted it out yeah. in the six yard box under no pressure at all he's he's made a good save um. Logan's finish was absolutely yeah, yeah. fantastic. It was straight onto it and volleying at home was absolutely terrific. I, I, I feel kind of bad for him, and I got I wondered, given that as Scott Boyd appears in shot, yeah, just as Logan hits it, it's a case of I'm not. It's not. It's not for a portion blaming on either Boyd or Fasan for that, but between the two uh, of them, somebody should possibly. I think it's unfair to a portion blame on those two players. Full stop. Because they're they're ultimately two guys who should should not be playing at this level. And, and Scott, <laughs> Scott Scott Boyd has been considering. He's Scott Boyd yes. has been very impressive yes. this season when he's been called upon. But he's Scott Boyd. Yeah, uh, I mean the, Ross County. Ross County found him because they thought he was finished at this level. And the, and. Fair play to him, he's done well. Yeah. But that, that that I kind of feel bad to, to try and criticise him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, if Finlay had done that, I might have been saying, you know, you're, yeah, he's he's inexperienced yeah, and it showed, and it's it's funny how things are perceived. Yeah. Eh? Always funny how things are perceived. Um, but anyway, that that game, I think there wasn't really much much in the way of talking points. It was in. The only other things I had on that were, um, what did you make of uh, O'Donnell and Christie's coming again? That was a nothing. None I don't think it was a huge amount, and I thought I thought the, the whole stroma after it was a bit weird, given that. Christie shouldn't have been swinging his leg about like no, that. He, he flew in, and McInnes was the one that um, yeah. they seemed to lose it on the touchline, which yeah. is not is not really like him. He's no, not. It seemed a bit of an odd one. Christie went flying in my leg. Fair enough. O'Donnell sort of pushed him a bit because he was like, "I don't really fancy your leg yeah. flying about me." That's kind of the end. Yeah, of it thought. was like I think it was uh, Stephen Thompson that made the point that. His hand was already against 
Christy yeah. Fair because of the way he hits Christy Flynn so he just kind of shot him away it was, it was a nothing event and the yeah. sort of one that people just seem to enjoy making a thing out of for, for no real the, the only other thing I had to add on it was that Nick Walsh has the most has I think the best tan in Scottish football yeah. he has an absolutely cracking tan so it's uh, worth checking out yeah there you go <laughs> uh, not, not a fan of Nick Walsh personally um <laughs> Uh, have someone I'll leave it there I've met him before I didn't like him um, we'll move on to the bottom six um, and we, where we go we'll go for the John Lam- John Lambie tribute match yes. um, at, at Fur Hill um, oh sorry the energy check stadium at Fur Hill or whatever they started Fur Hill. That. Um, Fur Hill. did they change that again no I'm just sticking with Fur yeah. Hill um, yeah. and Partick Thistle beat Hamilton Ackies 2-1 <laughs> a game that Ackies had they won would have been not quite safe, but More, on their way yeah, to being yeah, safe. Yeah. They were one 0 up. They created several chances, but came back to bite them. And Thistle managed to, to grab a really important one. This looked every bit the six pointer that it mm. was. Like just from the highlights, everything else I saw from it was like this is one hundred percent a six pointer. Um, it's full of guys taking horrible touches, the guys who are nervous and jumping at things. More, more than anything, I don't really understand how Aki's lost this game yeah. of football. Um, they should have been. Comfortably, comfortably out of sight, and they had a number of good chances in the game. Um, so the first, um, the, the, obviously, we Templeton got them off the mark um, again with uh, defending. Yeah, I mean, Christy Elliott comes out and um, what tries tries to head to a ball that wasn't there. It was like yep. really rash, and it's, it's fine to say he's a midfielder being converted to a fullback and all that. But he's been playing fullback for a couple of years. Yeah, he's, he's, not, knows, he's, he's not a fullback. Yeah, he always not yeah. to come for that <laughs> yes. ball. And um, then Keown just gets completely. Um, he, he makes no real effort to to challenge tempo, and he's like, "Hey, on you go, on yeah, your right foot. Why it, not?" It's, it's, it's again coming back to what, what you expect from this game. Exactly, it's, it's guys just making, like, just doing daft things, throwing yourself at balls. You're not going to win. Forgetting the fact that it's David Temple, and so showing him inside on his right foot, probably not what you need to do there. Um, yeah. Uh, it's good to see as well that David Templeton's hair, by the way, is almost almost as shit as mine. It's <laughs> absolutely appalling. Um, what did did you think was a, a penalty on your man Ogbo? No, I didn't. No, I, I thought that he huddled Chelney, and I, I didn't actually see him. Um, my in, my immediate feeling on it was that I thought it was because it's Chelney, and he like, he's been out of the team yeah, for a yeah. few weeks, and then he was back in, and he is prone to being a little bit rash. <laughs> And not that it matters I reckon if he had given the penalty he'd have got up and yeah. saved it because that's the sort of thing that he does but I think he would have been he should have been off if yeah. it had been a penalty whether it, um, there was one early in the season actually where he should have got sent off didn't got got up saved a penalty yeah. um, I, I thought that Ogbo got the I don't think he dies but he got the touch yeah. past him and he went to huddle over Chelney um, and I didn't actually think Chelsea touched them, and he yeah. just kind of lost balance a bit. Yeah. Um, but it, it certainly could have been a penalty, and it would have made all the difference because at that point, um, yeah. you're probably it, looking. It, it, it just looked like Aki's were just in, in control of the game, and we saw from there was a clip from Bingham as well. It's a lovely pass mm-hmm. through. I mean, all he's got to do is just cushion it, and he's one on one. There's just acres of space, and again, it's just a guy who just doesn't. A guy in a team that hasn't won in six games. Yeah. Or five games at that point, now six games, and um, just running onto it and just and just taking a horrible, horrible touch. Yeah. And you see, as soon as it tu- as soon as it touches, he's totally knows that you have absolutely chucked it. It's fucked. Um, yeah, and but then obviously, you are in a relegation battle. Your team is defending the game. <laughs> Your opposing centre forward is a guy who scored over a hundred goals in his career. 
Which player is it most important to mark? I would suggest possibly the, the, the guy who is about to rack up his 100th league goal for Partick yeah. Thistle. Um, yeah, he didn't even need to go off the ground. Right, literally, Crystal and standing... He, he could have stretched his arms out and he wouldn't have touched an Aki's player. No, yeah, there's no one, no one anywhere near. It is like again, seeing the goal is a case of like it, you see the ball come in and you see the space and you you know what you presume you know what's in him. But I, I genuinely could not believe how much space yeah. he had and how much he could have taken it down. Yeah, <laughs> he could have taken it down. He, he could have taken it down in his chest and then lashed it past the key. He could have done about three or four different things. But the fact that he didn't even get off the ground was and unbelievable. It was a fantastic header. It really, I mean, it was again not taking anything away from Dylan. He's done what he's meant to do. He's gone and he's found the space. The fact that no one has picked him up is on them, not on him. Yeah. But it just it was an astonishing goal to concede. Um, yeah, absolutely appalling. And then, and then more of the comical than appalling for the the winning goal. Corner comes in. There's like a stramash. The ball goes out to Ryan Edwards, and he. And he it's one of those funny ones because it comes through a pack of bodies, so you can't even blame the keeper. But yeah. it does literally go right into the middle yeah. of the goal. I mean, it's, it's again, um, it's not really on the goalkeeper, and the ball was literally rolling into his hands. Yeah. And I think it was Want the Aki's defender who just again panics Lash and just lashes it. Doesn't really manage to get enough onto it. And again, fair play to Edwards, a guy who's not really had the season. I think a lot of us thought he would have. Um, getting his head down getting his head over it and just absolutely ha- just get a good clean yep. contact it's on it literally the first good thing he's done all season I think just about um, and, the, and the funniest moment of that goal was that if you watch it back there was a Thistle player I don't know if it, who it was if it was maybe Erskine was lying on the deck behind the goalkeeper and it, and it, it was very fortunate that the ball didn't hit him he yeah. would have been offside if the ball had hit him yeah. and he kind of managed to just not get hit by it and let the ball <laughs> into the net but it was um, That's, uh, you need to be careful because you're speaking of a party Thistle player of the year Chris Erskine yeah, as well by, by he, he knew what he was doing <laughs> he knew what he was doing oh, oh don't don't vote for anyone we don't deserve it oh is that me getting all the votes rolling Magic. in there yeah. um, another player who did not get player of the season um, at Partick Thistle was Connor Salmon um, he should hope, have I think hopefully for that again once uh, once again talking about terrible touches I've got two, two notes here about two terrible touches and Salmon did exactly the same that Bingham yeah. did exactly the same thing that Bingham did as well um, and it's just a and that leads us on to I guess I nothing more really to say about bad touches other than uh, your man Jenkins. Yeah, that was there was the the furore about the um, challenge on John McGinn um the St Johnston Hibs game. Yes. And that was just a trip. Yes. It was a bad one um, in it, that game. It, it, it looked an awful lot Jen- and again. Jenkins was trying to just trip. <laughs> but it was, was like I, I thought it was. It was just like a you're not getting away from me thing, but it was like violent. It was like brutal. I thought he was just trying. I thought he'd just say he'd had enough. It was just yeah. got a volume. I, I don't because again, it wasn't like a. It was like I'm just sticking a leg in here to trip something. Up. He properly swung at him. Um, I thought it was yeah, it was appalling. And I, I think it was one of the, the the ref got kind of caught by surprise. I was like, what? what? Like, <laughs> what I, I just uh, yeah, I was just, he's just expecting a cynical fill, and he kind of he kind of half doesn't. Yeah, okay, um, okay. But I, th- I thought it was strange that Partick Thistle were getting so wound up about it because only won. Like, yeah. But I mean, I guess it could have been, you're saying, well, maybe Hamilton will, um, would, they would like Hamilton player to be suspended for future games, but maybe maybe he'll go out and score the goal against Ross County. That, um, yeah, then make some yeah, say, yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's, it's something which we which we spoke about um, a couple of weeks ago, I think, teams that were desperate to get to the yeah. split. I thought it was really telling in, in, in Archer Wall's post match interviews and Neil McCann yeah. did as well. Um, just highlighting, like we've just—it's fine. Like we just need—we we got to. We're, we're in the bottom six. 
just put the other 30 games or, or, he said 30 games even he said 30 games 33. yeah and so we put all the all the other games behind it and just go out and win games and again for it could be I, I'm like way be, I'm so far beyond trying to predict who's going to be really good this year because I do it week to week and pretty much every week I'm, I'm swinging about like Johnny McFarlane <laughs> um, in just terms of like who's going to go uh, this, will, this feels like a huge result for them um, in terms of like they got a result when they probably didn't deserve one um, they were under the cost they looked as if Aki's were a much better team and then still dug it out um, and still got the two and it wasn't even just a case of getting a draw you got th- big three yeah, points getting them off the bottom of the league it feels a, a huge step and if they can get another one or two results then that's yeah, huge for them of course it is um, we'll go we'll go into the other decisive game in the bottom six um, Dundee the, the battle of the managers Dundee um, came out on top quite a dramatic finish to the game beat St Johnston 2-1 um, so first of all let's start with the pantomime it's brilliant yeah. I, I loved every minute of this I, I laughed I'm still from time to time remembering uh, Dunk McKay's tweet about how they, when you're, you're invited, you're, uh, when your mum asks ask if your step, new stepdad can come round, that man's not welcome in this house. Every time I remember about it, it's still making me laugh. Like four days later, yeah. it's absolutely sensational. Um, yeah, for, for me, like it was McCann, it was like that classic deflection tactic of a manager. Like, I am doing very badly at my job at the moment. The fans are calling for my head. What can I do? Let's build up some beef and these mugs will jump straight in. And it worked. <laughs> And then it was like, oh, our Neil McCann, what a guy. And it's like, no, you've been just spending the last several weeks wanting him sacked. And now he's like, because he, um, he, he I mean, it was the way he did it. Like, yeah, um, it's, it's totally, totally deadpan. For a guy that we all, we, like, we know very well, is very well media trained, is yeah. very capable as a speaker. And the way that he delivered it was just such mono, just an absolute monotone voice was absolutely perfect. I loved it. And I lo- it was weird because saying something like that and then Tommy Wright biting back, hmm. Wright still came out of it for me looking worse. Yeah, well, it looked particularly bad after uh, after St. Jonathan equalised. Yes. Giving it we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. Um, but the, all, all of the pre-match beef was everything I wanted. It was just... It's just the most inconsequential nonsense. I mean, St Johnston do not need to be involved in no, this no, no. at all. They, they, they have nothing to do with it. Um, all Dundee need, again, like I say, is probably a win and a draw and yep. they're probably going to get themselves mm. safe. Um, and in order to help them with that, they had uh, their Lord and Saviour, Craig Whiten, back in the team. Yeah, and he, he looked like he kind of was pretty impressive. Yeah. And he obviously is a man for the, the bottom six games, um, having previously uh, relegated United at Dens. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, he was he was kind of instrumental um, in them picking up this. It's a really huge win. Sophie <laughs> got the double. Yeah. That that goal now, if you were to pick a, a centre forward in the Premiership, you're like, he's going to score that goal. He's going to score. Like, I mean, like someone, someone else's shot deflects or, or, or it deflects off him off the post and like trickles along the I think line. it's really unfair to actually credit to him it's like because it's, it's essentially like an own goal but like not an own yeah. goal if that makes sense on the basis that it's just it's deflected he has no clue what is happening the guy it's, I was going to highlight this a bit when you talk about Neil McCann and fans wanting him sacked and him being just an absolute lunatic in a press conference and then Dundee loving him again I mean it's, it's just Dundee as a football club in a nutshell it needs it only succeeds if it's a bit mental mm. there has to be something about Dundee 
which is fundamentally broken. Otherwise, nobody has any interest. Yeah. Like, if Dundee were just trundling along, like St Johnston do, I reckon they'd have a crowd of about 500 people <laughs> because people don't go... People don't seem to go to Dundee to watch and win games of football. They just go because there's just a... Just as well. I just, <laughs> I just want to go and see what Dundee are up to this week. Like, What can Dundee do this week that will be absolutely unbelievable? Like, genuinely, that's an unbelievable thing. This week, Sophie and Musa will score a double. Brilliant, great. I'm gonna, I'll pay my money for that. <laughs> so are we going to look at me saying about the unbelievable that they're going to uh, have to lose 6-0 in the last day of the season to get relegated to yes, do it? Yes, and they're going to do it yeah. because that's... The, no, because it'll get to like the ninety fifth. It'll be the ninety sixth minute, and Neil McCann will bring himself on, <laughs> and he'll score like from about forty yards. I with his say the, the, the most Dundee <laughs> thing would have been that day for uh, when Hamilton went to yes, ten yes, two, and yes. if, if um, it was Weller who made a brilliant save and stopped or near the end, if that had gone in, yeah, and it's just Neil McCann will sub himself on and score in like the 40th minute of injury time and then they'll stay up mm. because of that because of Neil McCann and then they'll get another year and then we've got another year of Neil McCann <laughs> just being a lunatic it's brilliant I, I absolutely adore it um, football football not much going on because the other talking point I've got with uh, Ricky Foster's here yeah I also have that as well which um, I mean uh, to be quite honest if I was his mother I wouldn't want to go to his wedding either <laughs> after I'd seen his hair um, I really enjoyed Joe Shockness's volley oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which looked Kind of like a couple of crutches flying through the air um, that had been tied together at the end. Very, very odd. But then, again, getting to St Johnston's goal, which, I mean, I'm fairly sure Dundee have conceded that goal about 14 or 15 times this season. Um, what was it? Kevin Holt ended up with the ball on his toe, facing his own goal. Of course, he, in, in the six-yard box, of course he concedes. Inevitably so. Um, yeah, it was not good. Mm, and Stephen McLean marking his uh, his move to Hearts with a, a a rare goal. This yes, season. indeed. Um, but yeah, so so then it cut to Tommy Wright on on the touchline, and Tommy Wright loved that goal. <laughs> He's you know gonna, he, look, he looks like a guy at the end of a wedding. Yeah, where he's like, yeah. Taking his suit off, he's he's kind of grabbed his tie. I was going to say, do you know, see the bo- the bow that he takes towards the St Johnston fans. Number one, I don't know why you're bowing to St Johnston fans because they already sort of like you. Yeah. You need if you're going to really go for it and really boil the piss, you need to turn to the main stand and bow to the main stand. Otherwise, run to the centre circle and do it to the day. Do a dial, and dial again, and like yeah. run across the front of them. Got to get in front of the day. Doing it to your own fans doesn't make any sense. Um, but the only, I mean, obviously things get better minutes later because despite Dundee being a mess and ridiculous, of course, who scores the winner? Yeah, so fair miss that uh, with a massive assist by Liam Craig. Yes. Who decided not to ball jump. Like, that's literally the worst piece of defending I've, I reckon I've seen this season where he just is standing next to a guy yeah. and he made no effort. Because he tracks him, he tracks him. Yeah, well. and he made no effort. And you see at the, after it, he's shouting at Shockton about it, but Shockton, he's got his man. So unless they've been told very very strictly, Shockton's at you, Mark Musa, Craig, either way, just Mark, you've got to at least challenge, because if you challenge Musa... He put him off a bit. The boy's like a startled horse. Yeah. Like, he'll be fine. Like, just challenge, it's unbelievable. He was essentially... Even and though even though he didn't have the space, it was essentially the same as Chris Dillon and yeah. he was yeah, just a free header. And, uh, Craig, Craig was the, the, the equivalent as well because again he just doesn't go off the ground yeah. at all. He just stands and watches him win the header in front of him. Um, again, I mean the game was rounded off. Obviously, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen the, the sensational picture of Neil McCann on the phone with Tommy Wright in the background, which is just it's an absolutely perfect shot. So kudos to whoever took the photo because it's absolutely fantastic. But McCann. And his presser saying that's us beating now beating them three times this <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, that was 
It's just brilliant, Neil. Yeah. Just keep doing this. Is that a chef finger thing? <laughs> <laughs> we've done this. We've absolutely done them. We've done them on the park. We've done them off the park. So, yeah, all is well in the world. Um, all was not well in the world at the Global Assets Energy Super Check Fast Score Arena. Yes, in Dingle, I think that's right, yeah. Whatever it's called. Uh, where Ross County and Marlow 2 0 0. Yes, um, it was nice for Motherwell to injure some players in a game mm. rather than in training, which is a novelty for them this season. Um, it did not look like a classic. Um, we saw Andy Rose went off fairly early on. Uh, Ross County lost, lost uh, the rotisserie as well. Um, Curtis Mayer apparently has a broken wrist as well, um, so he's out for a few weeks. Oh, and he's to go all the way on boys for the, well, my for suge- the final. My suggestion was to just cut it off um, and that probably doesn't need it. I imagine if he cut off his wrist, that's, an, that's one less bone to break. Yeah, he's got one less bone to break, so I, I, I'm sure it'd be fine. Like, I'm, I, no, no idea. Um, in terms of positives from the game, uh, Schalke continues to look like a, a huge player yeah. for Ross County, which again begs the question of why did you buy or hire, why did Owen Coyle buy a bunch of strikers in January, one of whom has been released and one of whom hasn't been seen in weeks. Yeah, uh, and yeah. there was that issue with um, it seemed like Coyle did not get on with the Dutch players because there was a there was an issue with I can't remember the exact game, but there was something with was it when was it right at the first game after he got Could sacked in in Schalke? Yeah, scored a couple of goals and was like particularly. He was celebrating quite yeah, a bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> The thing for Motherwell that I wondered is I think um, the reason I think that they're probably going to have a, a bit of a struggle to the end of the season they've got the cup final coming up they've got nothing to play for yeah. and they're a team who, who loves to play with a real intensity they, they play in the and it's so hard to play with that intensity when you've got absolutely no motivation to do so and if anything you've got a little bit of a motivation to not to yeah. It's it's a worry at this <clears> point <throat> in that the last time Motherwell went to the Scottish Cup final we under Stuart McCall we played out the five last games mm. like they were testimonials. Um, the only one in which we did anything was we drew three each with hearts after being three nothing down. Um, and that was really the only game we played any at all. Yeah. Um, and that's, my, that's my, my main fear from it as well because I'm quite happy for Celtic to win the title on Saturday and then spend the last couple of games just pissing about yeah. because that suits, that's absolutely that, that's absolutely fine. I was thinking the other day in the end I'm actually quite glad we don't finish top six because I, I just don't want to play them again before yeah. the final. Um but we've got we've got to keep the intensity up, and the injuries you could look at it as potentially a blessing in disguise. And there will be there are guys in the under twenties who are desperate for a chance, who are possibly worthy of a chance mm. um, as well. And they'll, I, I mean, you presume if you drop them in the team, and they'll then go in and do something yeah, for the next two or three games, and they say, "I want to be in the cup yeah. final squad. I want to earn my place in there as well." Which yeah. it's difficult to argue with. Um, um, one of the, some things I enjoyed from the game as well was that is it. Easter Island that has the big stone statues yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Curtis Main because <laughs> whether he has scored missed fallen over got a broken wrist his face just looks the yeah. same doesn't change at any point um, Motherwell in terms of positives that's their 18th clean sheet of the season which equals their record mm. um, which was under Darren Randolph which was in a team which was much better than this one vastly yeah, like better than this one. talent Absolutely, vastly better team, um, better players in it. So I mean, that, well, that's that's magic. Um, for for me, for County, they they keep looking like they're on the cusp of maybe just getting themselves well out of this. Yeah, like they just look like a really fairly good team now. Yeah, um, and it it's come a bit late. They might still get out. They're also bottom now, but they're not a million yeah. miles away from just stringing 
together a few wins and and again the, the obvious comparison with that is the Cali team that went down yeah, who, yeah. Should ne- who should never have gone yeah, down yeah 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 um, because they, came, they did the exact same at yeah. this time last they, year they sort of or not, not that one the, the one oh the previous one yeah. sorry you know you're right they did yeah. they went and won it and then there came straight there was a game at Ibrox that there was somehow being played I think after the split yeah because everything had been decided um, yeah. and they won Ian Black scored a penalty in the last yeah. minute and yeah, they, they kind of got done on the last day by Falkirk. Yeah, um, yeah no, sorry, you're right. I thought you meant the team from last no, year. No, no, because they absolutely they were, they were shy, they but were they, shy, yeah. they did at the end yeah. of the year almost pull it it's out. Back. No, that, that, uh, the previous Cali team, they yeah. went down. They should never have gone down um, because they made, made bad decisions during the year, which in the end it just fell a little bit short. Yeah. Um, and perhaps for that, it's, it's an obvious comparison, it's a lazy one, so apologies, county fans. Um, but as you say, they do look suddenly an awful lot more robust and more capable of, of getting themselves out of it but again there's still four games to go so there's 12 points to play for and there's every chance that any one of the three teams there even Dundee could potentially be drawn back yeah. into it as well yeah, that, anything else from that one? Uh, no, not at all, no. other than it was pretty poor and I'm pretty sure that Scott Fox is getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know whether it's just because County and Motherwell are two massive teams but I was honestly looking at the footage being like is that Scott Fox or is it like a is it like an actual teenager? Because I'm pretty sure he's getting smaller. Um, so as always on this podcast, we always like to um, talk about the lower leagues. Um, regular every week, every Monday podcast, without fail, we talk about the leading um, lower league game from the previous weekend, and no difference today. Where we're going to talk, of course, about the game that was live on BBC Alba. Of course, um, do you want to talk us through that game? Okay. Yeah, so um, Air United, uh, Ayrshire's third team, um, turned up um, at the Recreation Park in Alba. Now, they were five points clear at the top of League One um, just just a week ago. They were, yes. Um, they went to Stranraer. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, they didn't go to Stranraer. They played at home to Stranraer. Um, a Stranraer team who, of course, were going through a lot of financial troubles, really... Bear squad um, they managed to lose at home to Stranraer but no worry yeah. there were still two points still, clear still this two weekend Wraith Rovers managed to beat Stranraer quite comfortably uh-huh. on Saturday but Air United turned up still looking at their goal difference substantially better because they love to score this Air United team if there's one thing about them they love to score what happened to their, their, their talismanic striker as well or, or Lauren Shanklin yeah. um, he he essentially may have cost them the league by getting a really stupid red card in that game against Renard and okay, thus okay. suspended okay. Um, so so Air United of course um, still they're sitting a point behind Wraith Rovers but not to worry they're playing Alo Athletic Alo Athletic essentially got nothing to play for um, in the playoffs mm-hmm. um, starting to think about that a little bit um, Air only really needed a point to take it to keep themselves ahead four points to win the league was what they needed from the last two games four points from the last three games but let's forget about the fact they lost to Stranraer at home um, Air United proceeded to go out in the first 45 minutes and did not turn up they were very very lackluster yeah they were 2-0 down Ian Flanagan former, former Kilmarnock midfielder Ian Flanagan scored the opening goal um, and then the second goal was um, Callum Crane, hugely assisted by Andy Gagan, mm-hmm. um, with a ridiculous backwards header. But Air have been resilient all season. And they scored a lot of goals. They scored a lot of goals, um, more goals than I think anyone else in the country. Um, yeah, a um, lot of goals, over 100 they've scored this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're possibly going to have four more games to really run up their tally after this. Um <laughs> 
second half they came out absolutely flying oh, they, brought on, they brought on Alan Forrest did Kingmore come on at half time I can't remember I think he did but I could be wrong he might have started the game started. but anyway he, he, he wasn't he, wasn't he must a, have started if Shanklin was there he it, wasn't right? apparent in the first half anyway yeah. maybe he was, he was there but I was McGuffey I think was the other one that came on at half time um, I could be making that up um, all these lower league jobbers are the same to me Um and they did get a goal. Um, they, they threatened quite a few times. They got a goal eventually through um, Craig Moore. Um, it was a really nice goal. And then, fairly late on in the game, got something of a soft penalty kick. Mm-hmm. Stevie Bell um, took a bit of a tumble in the box. Yeah. Um, and that penalty kick would have made it 2-2. Would have taken, I think... Would have given them another point. Yeah, the point. They needed over, um, over a thousand Air United fans travelled to um, to Recreation Park. They, they, didn't men- they haven't they, mentioned that they took yeah, a thousand over points. a thousand fans. Um, Ayrshire football really on a high at the moment. Um, over a thousand fans from Air United, which sometimes, um, without being disrespectful, they sometimes struggle to get that at home. Um, or have in the past, not this season, because they've been scoring a lot of goals yeah. this season. Um and do you know Rafe Rovers how many fans they took to Stranaar I believe it was 91 90, 90 or 91 year yeah. fans uh, Stranaar fans Rafe fans at Stranaar yeah. really shows the, how how much it means to these two teams for Rafe it, it doesn't matter it's no no big deal for Air United it's the be all and end all a, a club who have of course won a grand total of no trophies in their entire history had the opportunity to win a league title it's been a long time since they've won a league yeah, title yeah indeed um, Penalty kick, perfect opportunity. King Moore buoyed with the confidence of a goal already. Which was a nice goal. Yeah, a lovely goal that he scored. Stepped up to take that penalty. What happened? It did not go in. It did not go in. Did the keeper save it? No, it did not. Hit the post? No, it was... No. Crossbar? No. I'm really struggling. What? What... I believe it rebounded uh, off the, the Van Vossen Nebula and is currently on its way back to is at light warp speed. He blasted it embarrassingly over the bar. Yes. And from that point on, the only real incident was a flare being chucked onto the pitch, apparently over the stand from a departing United fan. Which was a bit... I, I very much enjoyed the scene more yeah, than us. And then Alwa, of course, had the ball attacking in the air corner. They were holding the ball up. Yeah. And... Stevie Bell, who had a bit of a rager on by this point, um, apparently chucked the flare back out of the stadium onto a road, which is an interesting thing to do. Yeah. But then he proceeded to gesture to say, I'm going to kick the ball back. And then didn't he? Just took it a run. They didn't score. No. And he was quite rightly... um, accosted at full time by some Aloha Athletic players. Now, that was an interesting tactic. Allo Athletic, by all, for all means, their season's essentially done. They've got another, another game to, to yeah. sort out. The last thing you would think you would want to do is rile up a team whom you might end up facing in the playoffs. But also, you would think that you would want them to be ambivalent about the entire title race. Allo Athletic's next match it's is against Rafe Rovers. Yes. Now, as a New United player, would you think it might be wise not to piss them off so greatly I, would, I, I reckon it would be worth uh, leaving the, the three sandwiches yeah. and offering it to them yeah but like yeah. very well played Alwa good luck next week not starting a fight with them um, so anyway this uh, that, that was the, the outcome now next weekend AR host Albion Rovers um, another, another helicopter Saturday yeah, for uh, Leagues 1 and 2 yes two helicopters might be required 
Um, no, no, two helicopters will two, be. Two helicopters are required. Yeah. Um, Airhost uh, Albion Rovers, if they win, they still may not win the league yeah. because Braith Rovers, all they have to do is win at, uh, win at home to Aloha to send the championship football back to Kirkcaldy and leave Air with the the challenging um, the challenging playoffs. That's something that they've been involved in quite a lot of times. Um, certainly not the playoffs to get promoted to the top flight, though. That's for sure. Um, we'll leave it with that with our regular uh, law league roundup, and we'll, we'll get back to that again next week. Maybe depending on what happens. It could be. It could be a good Monday. Could yeah, be a good we'll Monday. wait and see. Um, so with that, we'll, we'll wrap things up. Um, we're just over an hour now anyway, so we'll wrap things up and we'll say see you next time. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.